0: Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Corner Talks podcast. Today, I have a good friend, prolific filmmaker, Adrian Wallace. What's going on, buddy? How are you?
1: Hey, Daniel. Pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Uh, I'm doing good, man. How are you?
0: I'm doing well. Thank you, man. Uh, Really appreciate you coming on the podcast. Uh, This has kind of been a pattern for me to reaching out to people on social media, barely met in person. We've never met, Mm -hmm. I should say, in person. What am I saying? And um, yeah, I just saw filmmaker in the title and I said I have to reach out to him because this is the platform where I want filmmakers, creatives to discuss their journey.
1: Absolutely. Um, I mean, me as a creative, you know, um, and you as a fellow creative, like I'm always interested, um, especially if we don't have that kind of natural path where we could have met naturally. Exactly. Um, you know, through the collaboration of a project in school or something like that. I'm always curious as to, um, you know, how people kind of came across me. So mm-hmm. I know, I know you're you're interviewing me, but if, if I could ask you, how did no, you sure. uh, come across me?
0: Honestly, I can't. I was gonna ask you the same thing. So it's funny enough. <laughs> uh, I I think it was just one of those osmosis situations. Like uh, we have mutual friends. Um, yeah. So I think we just kind of followed each other. Um, I know I'm in the habit of every time I'm trying to look for new guests um, or just new creatives to talk to. Like that's the whole point of this business to build and expand your network. Mm-hmm. Um, I just came across you. I, I don't know. I, there's a lot of methods. Again, I, I, that's why I keep saying osmosis. Uh, there's hashtags that I follow that's trending in the industry uh, that I probably saw you pop on. But uh, I just felt like we had like a good back and forth. Um, I liked uh, how you were supportive of my work and uh, you were very considerate um, with regards to this podcast, uh, me setting it up, uh, you know, yeah. kind of like not just ghosting me saying, hey, like I'm really yeah. busy, like let's get together. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I really appreciated your professionalism. Yeah. yeah.
1: So yeah. no, absolutely. I know. No, it goes a long way. You know, you um, you saying that, I mean, hearing you say that, I mean, I think it doesn't matter, um, you know, where you come from and or what kind of opportunity you've had in life. Um, you know, what your status is, celebrity or not. Like, I think you got to treat everyone with respect. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, nothing should change just because you know, I get into a Hollywood movie tomorrow, or you get like a seven million dollar $7 million deal with Spotify to do your exactly. podcast. Like, I don't think that should change the way we, we treat people, right? Um, so yeah, I man, I think it's just the basics to just treat everyone with, with kindness and respect. But yeah, as for you know how we how we got here, I guess it it, it doesn't matter, matter really. I mean, I think what's cool is that we're trying to you know put each other on you know and, and help us help each other climb the ladder. But I, I am kind of curious because I feel like the same DNA that we took um, to get here um, put us in front of each other. So if there's something that we did and one of us did, um, that would be worth sharing. I think would be worth sharing um, um, or, or saying out loud again so everyone can know. Yeah, um, but also just for us to kind of keep um um in mind for it. so moving forward because um I think it worked, you know what I mean? So uh, I think that's the main reason that's why I think it's cool to kind of look back and and, and 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 think, Hey, how did I how did I get here? Or how did I how did I come across this person? You know? Of so, course, yeah. Um yeah.
0: No. And that that was well said. Yeah. Like, honestly, just whenever I look for guests, whenever I look to, uh, connect with fellow creatives, I go through my following list and I say, wow, like I didn't even know I was connected to this person. And I (laughs) see, we have mutual friends. I also, like I said, I called you a prolific filmmaker. Like, you know, you got a lot going on for you, which we're going to be discussing. And, um, Honestly, like that's the whole point of this podcast. Like that was the vision for me Um, in the beginning, I guess it was, you know, just as an excuse to survive boredom uh, during the pandemic, (laughs) you know, shoot the shit with friends, but I wanted it to be something more. And I realized there's a lot of content I can create out of it from a creative perspective. Um, But also uh, it's an excuse to talk to people and network, um, expand the network, right. It may, it may lead to a potential collaboration and I know it has for me. Um, So, Other than becoming friends on this podcast, you never know where it could lead to us uh, with the hopes of collaborating maybe in the future, right? Um, If you ever need uh, to connect uh, on set or, uh, you know, just if we can fill those roles, right? So I think it's um, very important for creatives to never settle for just one avenue on what they can use to express themselves or use as an outlet. I think it's very important that they're very versatile. So that's always been my model. That's why I started this podcast. And because people have always told me that I make them feel comfortable and I'm a well-spoken individual. So I said, hey, podcasting might be a thing. Yeah, thank you. So um, having said that, man, we followed each other on Instagram and Instagram is a great resume for creatives. uh, Just immediately impressed with your list of accomplishments, accolades and creative endeavors. Um, I'd like to know from you, man, like why did you decide to become involved in film?
1: Yeah, um, I think film, making storytelling um, is just, you know, one of the most um, powerful things that you can do in this world to um, uh, provoke people, you know? And yeah. um, I, I particularly loved the aspect of uh, storytelling as an actor. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew since maybe grade six, probably before that, that I wanted to act, I wanted to be an actor, I wanted to play make-believe and stick my feet in shoes of these um, characters that really just, you know, made people get behind them and and, and take them on a journey. Um, And, um, you know, that was probably a result of me watching, you know, VHS's Galore and my mom just doing, um, and my dad just doing a great job of, you know, uh, loving entertainment so much that you know they they kind of pass it on to their kids and you know maybe a, a byproduct of the environment that they set up, I was able to kind of eat that up, eat that content up and and just kind of let it let it be part of me to the point where I wanted to get involved as early as you know maybe grade five or grade six. Um, so, so yeah, I mean um that was kind of my initial love for this industry is just um you know uh, just seeing um, just just people just go on screen and look like they're having a, a dope time, whether they're 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 trying to make you cry or trying to make you laugh. It didn't matter. Yeah. Um, just seeing these characters come to life was amazing, and I wanted to learn how to do that. Yeah. Um, I I just got to a point as a you know child actor um, transitioning into you know young teenage acting, and you know navigating representation or just trying to build a resume. Um, you know, essentially on my own because it was really hard to support myself in that field. Right. Um, I learned very quickly, you know, once I got frustrated um, for not getting roles that I wanted, um, earlier in my career as an actor, that I had to do something that was going to help me do that. And um, the thing I decided to do was learn how to pick up a camera, learn how to write a script and essentially get some type of education behind the camera as much as in front of the camera and really just hone my skills and, and, and add to um, my collective portfolio. So, right. um, but yeah, man, as far as I can remember, I've always wanted to be an actor and that eventually motivated me to become more than that.
0: Nice. Yeah. So you used the, the, the career path, I guess, of, of an actor or that passion uh, as a stepping stone to break into the industry. And as seen on your profile, uh, you've expanded in many different areas uh, and disciplines uh, in the art form and it's interesting that you mentioned the whole parent uh, aspect, I should I should add, because uh, yeah. parents play a big role, obviously, as we know, um, in a children's life. But I like that you said uh, probably one of the few people I heard uh, parents introduce you to film and what's, what kick kickstarted what eventually would become a career for you, because um, that's how it was for me, probably even further back to grade six. Like it was just a thing like my parents like to do. It's a ritual yeah. Saturday night, watch movies. And I was literally an infant, they said, like three, three months old. Um, and they said, Hey, like if we just put him here, like, do you think he'll cry? They weren't sure. Right. If I would disturb them and, you know, be, cause every baby's different. Like my sister was not right, like, that. Right, right, right. Um, but I just sat there apparently. And I just, obviously I didn't know what was going on. I just, I guess was still, I guess it was, you know, by nature. And then as I get older, because they keep doing it, you just gravitate to the TV. You start saying to yourself, like, this is all I know. Um, that's probably my earliest experiences. So Really, um, really cool, man. Like kudos to, to your parents and mine for, for bringing yeah, us in yeah, for to sure, this platform, man. right? That we love so much. Um, so now that you mentioned the concept of being an actor, and obviously now I see you as a director, you're also a writer, um, and you do a number of things in the industry. Do you prefer to be in front or behind the camera?
1: Yeah, I could honestly tell you um, to this day, man, I still find... Um, Equal fun in both. I think I'm 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 just passionate about storytelling. Like okay. period. Yeah. Um and as I mentioned, you know, um I may have been introduced to the industry um from a desire um to be an actor, but you know, having to um, you know, kind of expand myself a little bit and and learn new skills and and give myself more opportunities because essentially that's what it was done for. Yeah. Um, you know, stem from a place of frustration, not getting the roles that I wanted. Um, you know, when you're the writer, you're the creator of the world that's being presented in front of yep. the audience. And um, that naturally gave me an opportunity to create the roles that I wanted to see myself reflected in. Like I was literally creating the roles for myself. If, if a casting director or director didn't see um, the value in me to, to cast me, um, you know, I, I saw that value myself. So I said, okay, well, let me learn how to put on a, 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 a stage play or a theater yeah. play or, or a short film or whatever the case was um because I knew what I could do it so yeah directing was just an extension of you know my passion for storytelling and that also became very natural for me um because I was just so creative and because I had all these dope ideas so I feel like naturally I just kind of put myself in a position to learn how to execute on all those hats you know whether directing acting writing getting my start in this industry yeah. as, a, as an actor but I think, you know, um, what I learned over time is that they all inform each other, especially directing yep. and acting like directly. They're exactly. literally parallel. Um, you know, you can really um, understand the actor's point of view um, as an actor, being a director, or having been in acting or done acting before as a director. And I always tell my my fellow director friends, even if they've never cared for acting or, or um, you know, was, was interested to pursue it, just, just take an acting class. Just take an act class. and yeah. Explore yourself and surprise yourself um, with the education and the wealth of knowledge you can get. Yeah. From seeing what they go through from a, a psychological standpoint. Yeah. And, and, and then and, and come back to me and tell me how that informs you as a director or what you learned that you can apply to your directing techniques. So um, even if you were interested in acting, I always encourage my fellow director friends. Or anybody, for that matter, um, into directing to take acting classes because it can only help you. It won't hurt you. So yeah, um, yeah, man. I can honestly tell you to this day, I have, I've found an equal love for it, um, uh, and um, yeah, I'm gonna continue to pursue each of them. Um, you know, whenever uh, I can, whenever it's, it you know seems um, you know feasible, and yeah, just kind of keep growing as both. That's great, man.
0: Yeah. Like uh, very, very interesting points. You've mentioned uh, valid points. I should say, you know, Jonah Hill, I, I think I believe he said this where it was like acting or being on set is like the fil- best film school you'll ever get. Um, that's part of the reason as a fellow director. Cool. Yeah. Right. That, that, that's part of the reason why um, myself, you know, being a director, everything you're saying is I'm nodding my head um, because my hero is, is Quentin Tarantino and I kind of follow his career very closely and like how he made it. And um, he originally wanted to be an actor. Um, he had a site set on being an actor and he attended acting classes and he said by attending those acting classes, even though he didn't become, you know, the next Marlon Brando, he said it was so, um, invaluable to him, you know, those lessons being learned, um, how to communicate to an actor, you know, what an actor goes through, um, and also understanding that they're storytellers as well in their own way, that he applied that to his Um, career as a writer and director. So that's something that I took upon myself, uh, like you advise, is to take acting classes. And you're right. You know, not only do you uh, gain uh, an insight on their world and, you know, how to best deal with actors and also an appreciation of what they go through on set, um, you also create uh, great context. And uh, you learn very quickly. I don't know if it's the generation or the industry, how it's uh, kind of modernized or adapted. Um, to the ever-changing, you know, landscape, but a lot of actors um, have become filmmakers, right? Like, there's not a lot of actors I've bumped into where it's like, oh, they only make, uh, you know, little little shorts, or they're a part of action—that's all they do. Like, they're doing all kinds of things. Like, you, director, uh, writer, they're a cinematographer. Basically, what you were saying is they're storytellers, right? Um, they're not confined to one role. And I think that's so important. Um, it's such an interesting point, really, like that, that okay. you said that. And I'm, I'm learning that more and more as I talk to these actors. It's like, no, these guys aren't just actors. Like that's their primary mission uh, for, for some of them. But a lot of them are making their own content, which they should, um, just like a director needs to before he gets that, uh, you know, Hollywood movie or that big budget project. You have to kind of do it your own. Right. That's something that I was telling you before the podcast, you know, a client of mine you know, he, uh, reached out to me and he wanted, uh, work for his demo reel, uh, instead of right. waiting on auditions, you know, landing them, right. uh, and then praying that it looks good, that he can use it as a demo reel. He said, Hey, why don't you just write? Cause he knows I like to write and I'm a director. He's like, why don't you just make some, uh, two, you know, short films, mini short films, whatever, nothing crazy, five to 10 minutes. And then we'll, uh, we'll make, we'll all use that as my demo reel, um, if I like them. And so far so good. Right. So there's definitely where where there's a will, there's a way. Right. And, uh, I, I definitely respect that, that, uh, you said, you know, everybody, any means to tell a story you're there kind of thing. Right. doesn't matter if you're in front or behind the camera, as long as the story is being told and you're serving justice to it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think, uh, just to kind of piggyback on, on, uh, your follow-up points, I think actors, um, and definitely writers too, um, because they both, explore entering a world where you have to really get deep and detailed yeah and 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 do so do so well in um, executing thoroughly that the person that you're conveying the story to like you know is understood um, and I think that in itself makes you know um, you know creative hatwares like actors and writers so smart because you know when you look at the trajectory over time or their career over time, and, you know, let's say there's about 20 pieces or 20 credits to the name. Think about all the different worlds that they have to step into, the different roles they have to play and things they have to learn about. Yeah. Um, You know, to, 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 to I guess to create that, that that's um, that portfolio for themselves. You know, I'm talking an actor who might have played a lawyer and a doctor or a gangster. Or, yeah. You know, like it's it's just taking on these different personas. And, and to do that, you have to take. um. Uh, or you have to do a lot of research and a lot of homework and it's the same with writing you know you want to write about something that you're not too educated about what do you do you got to go and do the research you got to get google tabs up and 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 do your homework and learn about it so um you know i think it's something that we really got to start appreciating more from that that side of the industry just uh, the the amount of work that people do to prepare themselves to enable to deliver something whether it's on the acting or or um writing side but of course you know directors have their own um research to do you know you said you For sure. are um you know a big uh Clinton tarantino fan or yeah a hero so um if you're gonna create work or be inspired or have your work be inspired by his work you couldn't have done that unless you you, you put in the time watching and that exactly. that so, And i'm sure you're going to continue to do so so yeah man i mean um you know, it all goes uh, goes back. It's all everything we do is all rooted in something, kind of, or someone paving the way, or something being um, interesting enough to tell a story about.
0: No, for sure. Yeah, it was uh, that was well said. Like you know, like with actors, people don't realize like they're the front line, right? When you work retail, they say you're the front line staff. That's what an actor is. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. If they don't feel comfortable on set, um, if they're not understanding of the script, uh, or at least they respect the story, as I always like to say, they're not gonna make it believable for the audience, right? So it's your job, especially yeah. if you're in a director, and that's why, you know, credit to you, why you're encouraging the whole acting classes. you start to understand, you know, how valuable it is to work with an actor and make sure they're as comfortable and uh, relaxed as possible um, in conveying not only the story, but like, you know, your ideas. Um, a lot of actors too have interpretations on how to say the dialogue, right? Annunciations, um, you know, what a character might feel uh, is best. That's why when I do takes, it's always like, I let them in the first few takes, let them interpret it the way they want. And then I chime in and like tweak it the way I would like it. Right. It's like, if you go in first saying, no, this is how I see it. Right. They're not going to feel free to open up and interpret it the way they want. You got to let it out of their system. You got to let them explore the character first. And then as a director, you kind of fine tune it and uh, you know, polish it the best way you can. That's in line with your vision, but a very, very uh, important point, Adrian, like, you know, you got to always remember that the actor is uh, just as valuable like anyone on the set. And the best way to get it is probably, yeah, to attend an acting class, which I've been meaning to uh, for a while. It's just hard mm-hmm. with the <laughs> pandemic, but they yeah. uh, meaning to pop up uh, eventually because it's, it's good. It's refreshing. Right. You kind of uh, get into that mindset. But um, what do you feel? You know, you were talking about a lot of, uh, you know, creatives like giving uh, advice on, you know, how they can best approach. Uh, becoming a director or becoming an actor or like the mindset they should have as a filmmaker let's say Uh, I'd like to know from you like what do you think the biggest challenges are for young creatives uh, like they experience that desire to pursue a career in the arts
1: yeah um, it's probably just drowning out the noise you know Yeah. I I know you mentioned you you kind of touched on it earlier whether it's um, you know whether it's generational or something else but it's I feel like in today's, you know, day and age and era of cinema and the, the next breed of, I guess, you know, oncoming, emerging creators, it's really hard to to drown the noise of you needing the best camera to shoot something or, you know, whatever 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 limitation um, that media tells us that we need to have, you know, and oh, you can't shoot this unless you have an Epic Red or, you know, or Dragon or like an Airy, like it's, I feel like we just gotta somehow we, we, we have to mentally strengthen ourselves to just use the resources that are closest to us, that's within our circles, within our reach. Yeah. Um, and just and just tell stories, you know, because if I um if I had waited for that perfect um, arts council grant, grant to come in, um, or if I had waited if I had enough money to buy the the most amazing latest camera. Um, to tell a story. I don't even know if I'd be sitting across and, you know, telling yeah, having this interview with Exactly. You. Um, because, you know, I was someone who was so hungry out of film school that I knew that any day that I let pass without me putting time into, you know, fulfilling this passion um, was an extra day that could possibly be accumulated to making me pursue another career. Because, I mean, especially coming out of film school, you're dead broke you have no money, barely any money to do anything yeah. and a lot. And then you also have, you have noise of people, could be family members, maybe even friends who have a lot more successful careers, career right. um, than you, or, or at least more, um, I would say, financially supportive or stable careers. You know, they're all telling you, Hey man, where's the money? You know, yeah. how are you sustaining yourself in this industry? So, right. I feel like <clears throat> the most important advice that I can give to anybody wanting to pursue uh, a career in this industry is to just find a way to drown the noise and it doesn't matter what the noise is like i i, I, I think about a few examples but you really just gotta dig deep and remember that you know being in filmmaking being in this industry is a marathon not a sprint you know some people they they get to you know have their first feature film distributed. Um, by Netflix. You know, that's not right. always gonna be the case. You know, we don't know if that's due to nepotism or the fact that their father was a uh, slavery actor, slavery producer. Like we don't know this. You don't know the that, full so. story. Yeah. Exactly. So you just gotta take what what you're getting given and, and 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 make the most out of it. And and that's what I did. Um and that's why you know I'm here and that's why I still have so much more to do. Um but yeah, um figure out a way to just drown the noise and, you know, um get it done with, with the resources that you have.
0: No, it's very important what you said, you know, like uh, the, the end of the day, like I, I like with film school, a lot of people fall into that trap, right? When they graduate, um, it's actually, I think a proven stat, like 90, 95% don't even end up in the, in the film industry, or it's not um, what they desire to be doing. Um, cause the reality yeah. is as Scorsese famously put, cause I took his masterclass film school uh, allows you the opportunity to make a film. <laughs> doesn't give you uh, a guarantee that you'll be a filmmaker it's kind of up to you like the artist um to kind of keep it uh you know going for yourself and um i think it's so important that uh, you have that mindset uh and it, and it makes sense right like you're you're uh sorry excuse me
2: oh. there
0: you go <laughs> Yeah, no, back to uh, film school. So basically, um, no, no, it's so important what you were saying, man. uh, And I respect that. I didn't go to film school. Um, You know, I missed that opportunity because I really wanted to. But in retrospect, I see it as a different way, kind of like in following the footsteps of my hero, um, just kind of being the inspiration um, for people to say like, hey, you know, if you really want something, you can do it. You can put your mind to it. Everything I've done so far is self-taught. It's been really hard, you know, connecting with people like yourself. Um, because, you know, I just didn't have that stepping stone. I was studying business at Ryerson, like completely or Toronto (laughs) Metropolitan University, as they say now, but I I really didn't have, um, any leeway, any breakthrough. And like you said, you don't know a lot of creators I've run into, like they get these opportunities, that opportunities, and you start chiming, you know, picking away and they say, Oh, my dad, you know, owns this company or my dad's friends with the, the producer. Like I remember shadowing a director on set. Um, I only got the job because, uh, the manager of the retail store I worked at, um, recommended me, uh, to the director, right. Cause he knew I wanted to be a filmmaker. Um, but when I was working with him, there was a kid that was always on his phone, you know, not, you know, uh, in the moment. And I finally figured out, you know, his dad plays golf with the producer. So it's like, you don't know where they're coming from. You know, these people, you can't really judge. You just got to really focus on yourself. You know, obviously it hurt me because I'm like, Oh my God, like I worked really hard just to get this contact. Yeah. And this guy yeah. just showed up because his dad says, you know, he wants to get into film, right. Quote unquote. Yeah. Um, that toughens you up, right? That makes you kind of proud of yourself too. Um, And I see that a lot in you, Adrian, is the tenacity, right? It's like a lot of these people, yeah, they got these handouts, but it only, it wears off. You know, it's only, it's only the real hustlers that survive um, and that have good work to show for, right? As proven with your impressive resume, which I'll get into, right? Um, So yeah, your social media, like truly, truly uh, showcases a wide array of achievements and film projects that you were responsible for. And most notably, you have been an alumni of the TIFF uh, two thousand twenty-one, and a winner of the Canadian Film Academy. So, what were the events in your career that led you to such opportunities?
1: Damn, uh, I mean everything we've talked about in this oh, podcast. It's yeah? <laughs> like, I mean, like you know, not taking no for an answer. You know, and just overcoming a plethora of different episodes of diversity, from losing your job. You know, right. um, you know, uh, to not having money and, 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 and losing motivation to, to keep telling stories because I guarantee, um, you know, one of the stories that I've told on, you know, little to no money or no budget at all has, um, gotten in front of the eyes of somebody who I've probably worked with today, probably will work with in the future yeah and made them say, I want to work with this guy again. Um, or, or continue to work with this guy, um, and it's all because I just did it, but, um, you know, I, I will say that um, Courtside, a web series that I did back in 2015, was probably one of the, the projects that really kind of set the the tone for, for me as a creative, um, just because it really gave me an opportunity to wear so many hats on it. Right and coming out of film school, you know, um, I know, I know you didn't go personally. Right. Um, but um, you know, film school. Um, I would say, you know, apart from just networking and, and, and meeting colleagues and, um, you know, some of the some of your tribe that I definitely encourage you to find, obviously, and yeah. not just you personally. I mean, like anybody. No, for Any sure. Tribe, yeah. Tribe period, and and sticking with that tribe and, and sticking through the through thick and mud and growing and, and evolving together. Exactly. Um, I would definitely say that was probably one of the, the the biggest perks for me personally going to film school. And there's going to be politics anywhere. And obviously, you know, um, you know, YouTube is free. You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, could, you don't have to go to film school to learn film. But what I'm trying to say is that, um, you know, I've had the pleasure of meeting um, a lot of great people, a lot of talented people who are my friends today. And Courtside was one of those projects that um, allowed me an opportunity to wear so many hats and, and meet um You know, friends in school that I I still have the pleasure of calling um, them that um, today. And of course, I, you know, I co produced it, I I, I co wrote it, um, I I co led it, I acted it and and co directed it. um, And that worked really well when I was acting and seeing that I can really just, you know, sit back and let my co director kind of um, direct me and let me trust his vision. So, um, but, you know, I would say it, you know, it was a project like that that really. I guess set the tone for me just in, in, uh, as far as, you know, um, making kind of like a, a step stool for myself, or I guess a calling card, you know, for the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, I definitely encourage every creative to, um, to, to find that project that they can really, you know, I guess call their baby, you know, and you know, yeah. no baby gets to the point where they need to be, um, where they can take care of themselves unless you nurture and take care for it, yeah, and all that stuff. So I definitely have to put Quartzite up there as far as projects go that really helped me um, set the tone and um, you know working with my co-creative arm or made this this project has definitely served well as a as a calling card, right? Um, and you know we look back and we don't really we might not really notice how that project in 2015. Um, got us ready for an opportunity to take part in the TIF filmmaker lab in yeah. 2021 yeah. but it's all the things that you talked about the lessons the discipline
2: mm-hmm.
1: um the the adversities that you go through on on this project that eventually motivated you to keep going and get to your next project and it just became uh, uh just uh, i guess a plethora of projects or passion projects that we that we you know um you know when went over and when i say we i mean um me and my tribe that we yeah you know people that 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 saw the talent in me um believed in me enough to to trust me with a vision even though you know they didn't always have money to support it yeah yeah you know they they saw something that all got us to this point where i had enough on my belt that i could say you know what i think um i think i want to see what's good in tips. you know what i mean yeah but, yeah for sure man. um yeah it was obviously an accumulator of both, all of the different projects that i've worked on today um and um you know, definitely uh I will never undervalue the importance of, of, of um uh, mentorship. I yep. definitely encourage creatives to get mentorship wherever they can. 100%. I know I know that um it's not the easiest thing to do. It's not as easy as you send a DM on Instagram to, you know, your favorite director in Toronto. Yeah. yeah. But but you know, sometimes you gotta you have to kind of, you know, go through, you know, the 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 you know, the application process of, you know. Of programs and, and doing the work on your own so that you can present to these programs, these uh, decision makers, that hey, I've been doing this enough on my own. Yeah. Film school or no film school, um, look what I've done. But I, I feel like you you have to sh- have something to show for it so someone could could um you know give it an opportunity to help you, um you know uh, continue honing your skills and, and building your career. I mean, I don't think anyone can really help you if you haven't done the work to help yourself. Um, and I've done it for thorough programs um I've seen I've, I've seen the you know a plethora of people to offer me the mentorship where they can right and and put in the work meeting meeting people and 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 connecting with people and 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 just jumping on set for free or or, or offering services for free just to get close to the, the the people that I think were inspiring me at the time yeah um you know and um yeah there's a there's there's so many programs I can mention or uh, so many people that I could mention, um, I don't want to miss any anyone or any program, but mm-hmm. I definitely think it's a combination of you doing all of the work, and I think that's what all the work really includes.
2: Yeah, for
0: sure. No, you answered a lot of my questions too. Like uh, courtside, you know, uh, was the project that you seem to be most proud of, and uh, what got you uh, in a way a breakthrough, right? That got you to a lot of accolades and a lot of recognition in the industry. Um, and this is the importance of. You know, like we were talking about in the beginning of the podcast, is to constantly make it your own, right? Like, don't wait for an opportunity; do it yourself. Um, and uh, you put yourself out there consistently, and eventually, someone bites. And in this case, it was TIFF, for example, which is a huge honor. Um, that's something that you know. I made a film. I was approached uh, by creatives I worked with in the past, my like colleagues, and we directed a film called Crack. Tried our best to submit it to TIFF Lab or the yeah. Next Wave, but you know, we didn't get in it, it, not for anything. Right. Obviously it's a learning lesson for myself. Um, I, it's tough with the arts, um, not to say like undermine, you know, I didn't think it was like the best film ever, but at the same time, it's like, you don't know why you didn't get in. Right. So you kind of just have to assess you for yourself as an artist. That's why I always say you gotta be self-aware and say, you know, what could have been improved next time. Right. We didn't get a constructive piece of feedback, but, uh, from an individual's perspective, we can say, what can we improve for next time? Right. So, Um, I think that's so important. And like you said, you'll have that one moment, that one film that will change it all. Right. Um, And and that's what uh, is really exciting. And I'm really happy that um, a story that was personal to you, a story that you really wanted to tell um, kind of opened up all these opportunities because that's what we want as storytellers. Right. The whole point of what we do is that people watch it. Right. It's like I always Mm -hmm. say it like a comedian. Right. Like you don't want to tell a joke to one person or two people. You want a fair amount of people. Right. Thousands and thousands. It's even funnier. The, the more people they tell it to, right? And just like yeah. with a, a story, right? The, the more impactful it is, is if more people hear it and listen to it, right? So yeah. to be put on that platform with TIFF and the Canadian Film Academy, um, yeah, I could only imagine it was a definite honor. So I want to know after, you know, receiving these accolades, this recognition from the industry, how did this benefit you, uh, your career going forward? Like, was it instantaneous? Like, were people just messaging you or were you connecting with a lot of elite yeah. uh, professionals?
1: Yeah, um, I definitely um, wanted to just kind of uh, jump back on a previous point you made because- Yeah, for sure. Um, just about, you know, uh, I guess when it comes to creating impact, like how do we really measure our success by the by, by monitoring our impact or, or how do we, Let I mean, let me see if I can rephrase the question. I think collectively it makes us think about the question, how do we measure success and how do we measure the impact? yeah that we create with our films exactly um if we look at it from um the simple standpoint of you're in a film festival your film's playing um it's a comedy short for example it's directed yeah. by daniel and <laughs> the whole film you only hear two people laugh do you think that film was a success or a failure
0: Oh, that was a very interesting question. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't think it was a failure. Maybe my artistic, uh, self-critical mind might. Yeah. But I wouldn't. And the reason why is maybe it's back to your point: is that uh,
2: yeah.
0: it's just one room. You know, you, you don't know like what they're going through their mind, or it's not their taste in comedy, right?
1: Yeah, and 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 that, and that's a great, honest, transparent answer. And the reason I brought that example up is because I personally had a, a hard time figuring out how to measure my success. Um, and, I, and I think I simplified it with the same model, which right. is if I can provoke just one person in a crowd of 100 to laugh, cry, think differently um, than how they came in or approach something differently or, or think a different way of how they used to think before yeah. coming and seeing my film. I think my job as a film, film, filmmaker for that project was, was a success. It might not always come in, in the form of uh, money, or, um, you know, a standing applause, um, you know, but I think once I started adapting that, um, you know, that's like, I can take that little bit of information and maybe figure out how to double it. Then yeah. the next time triple it and then quadruple it. And, you know, Go yeah. to that one person, the audience say hey, you laughed at that joke. Why'd you laugh? At you well, there you, you go, that? yeah. Like what was so funny about it? And, Love it. you know, the chances are if one person could react any way that you want them to get with this film, because that's why we, we make these stories to create impact um, and and to get people to think or, or go conversation, whatever it is, there's always an intention behind while we do these things. Yeah. Um, if you can just get one reaction, you can probably get 10 the next time you do it. So that was the only reason why I wanted to bring that up. But no, for sure. as, as far as, um, yeah, as far as, you know, um if these accolades, you know, that I've been able to, um, you know, get to date, have, uh, we're, we're sorry, was there a specific film accolade you were, we were referring to? or uh,
0: No, I just, I, I think I just meant the achievement, like the being the alumni yeah. of TIFF and yeah, the Canadian film, winner of the Canadian Film Academy, like in general, what I'm saying is or with yeah. this film, particular courtside. Yeah. Like how did, yeah. what, what transpired after? I'm always curious, like when these events
2: happen.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess, you know, if I was to pinpoint it um to, um, a specific point let's uh how about we can point it to after the canadian screen awards so yeah for sure after the canadian screen award um my i was in a place where i still wasn't represented as a director and writer. Oh, okay and um you know this is in between doing numerous mentorship programs you know winning um you know awards for my own work that i have created on my own accord with my own tribe mm-hmm. i was at the place where i was like okay maybe this canadian screen award is the extra ump that I needed to really get in front of an established agent or an established agency uh, and so forth. So I definitely used that to leverage um, coupling that award with all the other experience and all the other um, accolades and all the other um, just credits that I've had to date. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's when I started kind of shopping myself um, as a director writer. And lo and behold eventually um, i was able to get represented um my agent was jennifer irons and uh, she is the first um uh, black agent to, oh, to wow. represent a fully uh bipoc um uh, roster in the industry in the film industry um so I had happened to just kind of cross paths with her at, a, at the right time at the right place and um you know i, I made my bidding <laughs> for myself that's amazing but um you know of course i met with other people and you know, because, you, you know, you you definitely want to, you know, talk to people. You know, that's what yeah. it is. It's is, is you kind of feel, you know, hey, like you get a feel for is this the right fit for me? Or, or do I feel like these people can or this organization could um, nurture me and really um, offer me the, the guidance that I need to take my career to the next level? And I think after I got that Clean Screen Award, I was at a good place, a pretty good place or a place good enough to now you know go into trenches and sell myself a little more um you know to get represented because right you know there's only so much we can do on our, our, our own yeah um and you know these agents are people who you know have connections that we don't have keys to doors that we don't and you you need them on your team at some point you 100 need them at some point and um i think i was at the point um after the community Screen award to 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 start going out and shopping myself uh, for that representation so i could try to open more doors and more opportunities for myself right. going forward so that was definitely um um you know uh, um, a big future from you know winning such a, an esteemed award as it called the canadian oscar you know the yeah, yeah. Award. that was definitely um one of the biggest benefits uh, 100% um you know to kind of leverage and you know i definitely encourage um everyone and anyone to um, you know, just try to do as many things as they can, um, and rack up as many as their own, I guess, wealth of accolades to, mm-hmm. to really make themselves undeniable. So that when they do approach somebody, it's it's, it's it'll be a hard no on any, on any on any side or anybody that they're preaching or preaching themselves to. But at the end of the day, even if they do say no, or even if you know for whatever reason they say, Hey, I don't think we're ready to represent you, or we don't think you're ready in your career to take that next step. Yeah. Um, There's still a blessing in that because now you've introduced yourself to them. Now they're on, now you've put them on their radar and, you know, you can kind of keep it as, um, as a point to kind of go back to and really be able to prove your difference. So um, yeah, for me, I just think it was a, a good point for me to kind of leverage and, get represented to, to hopefully take my career to the next
2: level. Yeah.
0: Because getting representation, right. as sort yeah. stream, right. You get, it leads you to more opportunities and they, they kind of do all the legwork while you focus on the creative aspect. Um yes. And that's something Which that, that I. It's a huge relief by the way. Yeah, No, for sure. Yeah. I can imagine, man. Like yeah. uh, I run, you know, my, <laughs> I started a small business, 94 productions, and uh, <laughs> you know, a one man show, but I hate sometimes dealing with the business side. Cause it's like, I just, I'm a creative first and I just can't think of that. Yeah. But The reality is, is that uh, you have to kind of understand both trades. But um, with the representation, yeah, for sure. Like, I can only imagine that's something, again, I aspire to uh, as a young artist, many of us do, is getting that proper mentorship, like you said, um, or guidance really in the industry uh, in areas that maybe we're not too familiar with, uh, so we can focus on what matters to us. And that is the creative part, right? Uh, But you also mentioned something very interesting and something I'm hearing a lot more uh, is the undeniable factor, right? um you know that's so true you know be so good that they can't ignore you right like it's impossible it's like even though there's haters out there even though like they discourage you um they look at it and they're like damn like that that is a that's a beautiful piece of art like (laughs) you know what I mean like I I actually (laughs) can't you know what I mean (laughs) Uh, as much as I hate you and like even if I'm spewing hate uh like you and I both know like you're just talking nonsense right um and that's (laughs) that's something that's important that's an attitude a mindset the anyone should possess, right? Every time you make something, obviously it's not going to be perfect. Perfection doesn't exist, but get to the point where it's like undeniable. Like you put all your heart, all your sweat, your tears, your effort into that, uh, your energy. And, uh, you know, you just try to make the best you can out of it. Right. Um, I think that's so important to have. And I'm glad you, uh, you possess that kind of mindset for sure. Um, And, you know, uh, so back to like, you know, social media, um, the platform that got us together uh that we connected uh it's a gateway uh to accessing you know incredible and talented artists like yourself um because we want to build strong uh and everlasting communities uh how has social media served you throughout your career
1: yeah um it's crazy because i uh, i personally have a love hate relationship with social media <laughs> yeah, Me too. it's kind <laughs> of one of those things where yeah you know, if i didn't if i didn't have to use it i would question if i should be using it yeah exactly but um yeah, I mean, you know, and it just kind of goes back to the noise, you know, and you kind of put yourself in, in that, you know, environment where there's so many things telling you to do something one way or another way, mm-hmm. um, but the voice you got to listen to the most is the one that is telling you to do it the way you want, Yeah, um, you know, and, and use um, whatever um, latest addition of technology to, to your own, I guess, comfort and your own form of free expression um but yeah i mean i think in this day and age you know um i feel like we definitely have to use it as a tool to um you know one network to share your work you know Um, yeah (laughs) the internet is free you know like you know as i mentioned earlier we we, we're not all going to get our first films on netflix or prime or whatever the case is so we got to use what we could afford um well i mean some people can't even afford incidents so just go we'll figure right but what i'm saying yes. is it's probably the cheapest thing that we could um try to afford and use um and you know social media for me was just another tool uh to share my art and to reach other people who are in positions like me who are just as hungry hungry as me um to share their work so uh yeah i mean i there's no denying that it's been useful obviously um you know sometimes you can fall into the crutches of uh, what media says you should be doing with your social media right. and and that's the part where i can, it can get a bit sweet and um you yeah know, people shoving down your
0: throat like you know you yeah. got to market it like this you gotta market i know it takes away that, that right fun,
1: right and yeah
2: it's a beauty it really
1: does and um you know uh, sometimes it almost forces a bit of pressure on you to to kind of keep up with, with what you see and what you what you expose yourself to or what the apps that you use are exposing YouTube. Yeah, yeah, the algorithm. Like, oh, that guy just dropped a video like last week. <laughs> I got to drop a video this. Like, I you know, know right? Like, yeah, you got to just really just stay in your own lane and just remember why you're on it and just try to stay within the intention of, of of why you're on it. And I think, um, you know, top two reasons is obviously to share your art, promote your your art, and to network. You know, and I, yeah. I think for me, it's worked well when I keep those focuses everything else that comes with it is optional as a bonus or um you know just um I, I just maybe something that can actually work against you but um but yeah man i mean um it's definitely important to, to network yourself um yeah and and to network what you're what you're, what you're working on you know because you could be the einstein of filmmaking if no one knows who you are then you know like you said, what are, we, what are we creating all these great stories and the work for, right? So
0: Yeah, yeah, be proud of the content, put it out there, and a big thing too, right, is to like stay in your lane, like don't think, what what like you said, like that music video is being posted, what have I done lately, like it's kind of like your time will come, focus on the project, yeah. um, just because you're not posting doesn't mean you're not working, right? Like, I didn't post at all this yeah. weekend, but I'm like working on, I told you, my short film, I'm working on these podcasts, and then when I post, it'll be It'll appear to another creative as if I've been, you know, doing a lot of stuff. But it's like, yeah, like that's what I've been working on in the meantime. But there are days when we take breaks. There are days when things just don't work out the way we want. Um, But every day, like we live in a hustle, you know, grind and hustle uh, mentality, like society. Um, The reality is, is like we're human. Some days, you know, you're going to have that creative spark. Some days you're not going to be working um, with people you, uh intended to work with uh, or, or a project what i'm saying comes to fruition um it's yeah. the nature of the business like it's a lot of catch up and wait that's something we have to remind ourselves to as creatives like this yeah. isn't a corporate nine to five job um yeah. you know what i mean yeah. uh
1: and i think yeah uh just to jump in i think yeah, as for creatives sure. you know we, we do so many things and like you like you Danny, like you know yeah. you're you're one man man one man band behind your own production. yeah thank you and so, you know, you of all people know what it's like to be the admin and then to be the creative, you know, it's like, um, I think we get to a point um, and we we, we we can only try to avoid burnout as much as we can as creators, but I think we get to a point where we really have to start prioritizing um, uh, quality over quantity, you know, right. um, and I think once we get to that point, that will allow us to. Um, help alleviate the pressures that, you know, being on these apps and being exposed to things happening around us um, and the pressure of, you know, maybe people that we know or um, people that we don't know and seeing them succeed in other ways that we are not maybe succeeding as of yet, um, you know, force you to do or don't do. So I I think, you know, uh, quality over quantity is, um, you know, something that can really help us uh, um, just kind of simplify what our focus should be as far as how to use these apps. Um, yeah, for and, sure. And push and push and content.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Utilize them best and optimally like uh, in service to us instead of in service to any, someone else um, and, and you know, to be no. not in service of vanity, right. Because we don't need that yeah. as creatives. It's simply for the service of inspiring uh, or telling a great story. So well said on that. Um, but I do want to ask you like what advice uh, I guess, not even advice, but I guess we've discussed this about, you know, all the things that uh, if, if people are struggling uh, with opinions or criticisms of others, you're basically saying is to channel it, uh, kind of isolate it, right? Like focus on yourself.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and the, I think the, the quiet beauty of, you know, things like uh, social media that we, we do need, you know, to right. double edge short, um, I think the quiet beauty behind it is the fact that you're still in control. At the end of the day, you can decide to use it or not. Yeah, you know they have a deactivation feature, or you can just delete it. You know. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um,
1: I feel like no matter which way we go, we got to pick our poison at some point. You know, um, there are creatives who um, have navigated their career without ever having to get on it. Yeah. Um. You know. Um. You know, and, and other people's uh, other people have used other other ways to to to, to use it and leverage yeah. themselves. You know. Um, to put the work out and to put themselves out and to make the industry realize who they are. Um, but I mean, um, yeah, I mean, sometimes we do got to take those breaks and step away, um, you know, for our own, you know, peace of mind, for our own mental health. Because like I said, we're exposed to a lot of these apps and, 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 and through social media and the media saying it has to be this way. You know, it, it's like, you know, just, you know, what, what, what are the European standards of beauty? You know what I mean? It's, yeah. like, it's, 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 it could be what we see on TV and in the magazines, or it could be what we believe they are to be. You know, um, it could be simply as what we want to define as beauty. Um, yeah, I think that's what we got to realize about us as artists as well. You know, it's, we have to be in control of what we call our success. Like success doesn't necessarily need to be you driving a Tesla, you know? Um, the metrics yeah, of success—that's
0: really, a takeaway know? with you, yeah. The metrics yeah. of success, like how do we measure it, yeah?
1: For ourselves, yeah. I, I think I think we really got to um, just find a way to, to make whatever that we use uh, work for us, and as opposed yeah. to not having it work um, or us work for them. So, uh, I mean, they're they're going to make their money off us regardless. So we might as well uh, try to to find a way where we could benefit um, off it as well.
0: That's great, man. Yeah, no, that was really well said and uh, very inspiring to hear it. And this, this is why I do this podcast, right? Like bring on people like yourself that have tenure in the industry that have seen it, uh, been through it, not just talk about it. Right. Um, and provide like their honest opinion. Um, like I love the fact that you said it's a love hate because that's how it is for me. You know, as yeah. people are odd, are oddly confused, like, hey, like, how could you say that about social media? If, uh, you know, this is how you created your business and get, got all your contacts and you seem to love it because you're making content. And it's like, no, it's like, I'm the kind of person that doesn't like to scroll on it and be on it, but I have to, I have to for the nature of the business, man. Like, it's just the way, like, I would never be able to connect with someone like yourself if it wasn't for social media. Right. So, um, instead of, you know, being, uh, out of it, right. Being out of touch, uh, I'd rather be in the game. Uh, if you can't beat him, join him as I say, but there's ways in (laughs) which you can adapt to it. Right. Like for me, um, I just post, you know, I'm obviously I, I would scroll through it and I kind of get addicted on it, but. Uh, for the most part, I try to have a method where I just post and then I put the phone away, you know what I mean? My room, yeah. whatever. And I do my own thing. And then at yeah. the end of the day, I'll see like who know, who left comments, who this and that. It's kind of like you, you told me when we were connecting, you don't have notifications set. I'm like, perfect. That's like me. Like <laughs> when I post something, I don't want like a bombardment of uh, notifications on my home screen, um, yeah. just alerting me, you know, I get easily distracted. So you got to make uh, it work for you and what what works best for you. Right. Um, so, yeah, man, I, I really appreciate that. Uh, you providing you know insight uh you know your journey as a creative as a filmmaker a lot going for you as well i'm sure there's a lot of projects you're working on right now can you tell us about you know what's what's next for you or what you aspire to be what's next in your career
1: yeah um you know just keep building um you know keep trying to pave my way as a, as a director writer you know and, and trying to make myself more established and right and, and convince people to see that i'm established you know and you don't do that by by not working so um, you know, between fulfilling myself as a creative and working on passion projects and, and telling stories that I think, um, the world can really re- would resonate with, um, you know, I'm, uh, I do have a few uh, projects in the pipeline. I'm working on, uh, two future films, uh, a TV show, um, but, you know, um, uh, you still got to eat in between that. So wherever I could, um, you know, make money, um. Uh, you know, maybe helping someone else direct their film, you know, because we're not all blessed with the talent to write and direct. Right. Some people can, can just write and then they, you know, they look to employ a director. Some people are directors and they don't write, so they are looking to employ writers. So whatever the case is, man, I think all of our advantages and our disadvantages, our capabilities and our non-capabilities are what, you know, keeps the industry going. Mm-hmm. Um, And um, as long as another one of us trying to do what we do, you know, we'll, we'll always have a place to, to kind of find work. So um, I'm, I'm just, you know, just trying to stay grounded, stay humble and, uh, you know, keep these projects going as much as I can and just build my, my experience to the point where, you know, I'm a repeatable director, writer and, and actor in this industry.
0: That's amazing, man. Yeah, no, that, that's uh, really motivational to hear that uh, you have uh, something going. Uh, forward you know there's always something next for us creatives like we're never burnt out (laughs) and Mm -hmm. uh we're always inspired right to tell our next stories um i think that's so important and uh to constantly be in that uh that that routine right uh that mindset of you know putting stuff out there so really appreciate your time adrian um this has been a really insightful podcast uh knowledge very very knowledgeable yeah man like uh this is exactly what i wanted (laughs) For people like yourself to come on and share their story, share their journey, to inspire uh, someone that might be listening to this, uh, if they have one foot in, one foot out in the industry, or you know, uh, are too shy to mention about you know their creativity, or you know, just any possibility, um, any which way can be um, kind of inspired by it, right? So, really appreciate you coming on the podcast and sharing your story, man.
1: Thanks, Daniel, and I appreciate you, you having me, man. And um, you know, uh, I gotta. Uh, give a, a bunch of kudos to you for being able to pursue, you know, your yeah. production company, this podcast, you know. <laughs> Thank you. I've been wanting to jump on a podcast for for a long time. Not just like, you know, as a special guest, but to run for my own I feel like there's yeah. so many cool conversations that we could have in this film community mm-hmm. and in this industry alone and just a wealth of knowledge that I think could benefit multiple people. But you know, it comes down to our bandwidth and our capacity. So you, you I hope you definitely reward yourself um whenever you can for, for doing all that you do. And um, I'm definitely going to try to do the same for myself. Yeah, but, yeah, for sure. Yeah, man, let's let's definitely keep this, this conversation going, um, you know, yeah. uh, in, in and outside this podcast. Of course. Yeah. And continue to support each other wherever we can, man. Thank you for having me. Really of course. It. Thank
0: you so much, Adrian. I really appreciate it. Thank you, everyone else, for listening. And we'll talk soon.